update on their bye week, and that means there's actually more to talk about today on the BWI Daily Edition for our Friday recruiting and best bets episode with Ryan Snyder, our recruiting insider, and our sharp at Blue White Illustrated. We'll get to all of the uh, all of the betting information later in the show, and we'll get into the, the sharpness of our sharp. But we'll start with some recruiting stuff because Ryan is headed out on the road this week. So, Ryan, uh, first off, thanks for coming on the show. And where are you headed? Yeah, man. Um, well, I'm finally getting over a sickness. This week was terrible from that perspective. But uh, getting back to health here. So I think I'm going to try and hit the road tonight. Uh, see Phil Pachotti, uh three-star linebacker. I think he should be a four-star with time. I just picked up a Notre Dame offer the other day, 6'3", 225 from uh, Penridge in uh, Percassi. I think it's Percassi, PA. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, but look, and this is just someone who I, I've been projecting the Penn State for a while now, visited three times since uh, the summer. And, you know, Penridge is 4-3 and three right now, not guaranteed to make the playoffs. He's someone I, I really got to get out to see. Uh, they're playing a pretty good, is it Central Bucks East, I believe? I think they're 6-1. and one. So this is a, a good challenge for him. Uh, Brent Pry is actually going to the school today. I'm not sure if he's going to be at the school tonight for the game. I hope he is. I'd like to say hi. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is an important prospect for Penn State, and I, I would be upset with myself if, uh, you know, I waited to the playoffs and then they don't make it. So that's kind of the mindset of, you know, why I need to get out to see him tonight. And, and this is a guy that uh, is – we've talked about a couple of other guys in his class of 23, but uh, Pichotti is a guy that has been – either quietly or very loudly, because we've talked about a couple of times, rising up your rankings. Uh, what have mm -hmm. you seen from him, I guess, so far? And, and how has Penn State prioritized him in this recruiting process? Yeah, just an aggressive SOB, man. That's, that's the best way to put it. I mean, yeah. he, he gets after it. Um, you know, smart player, too, I think. I mean, I'm, I, this is my first time really seeing him live. You know, you can look at the highlights and, and see a lot, of, a lot of fun plays and, you know, Blitzing, blitzing the A gap and, and making making fun plays, but you know, really getting to see them live, see, seeing the mistakes. You know that that's that's yep. what I always stress to people whenever whenever they say, "Oh, this highlight film's awesome." Well, yeah, the highlight film's going to be awesome, but you, you can't scout a player if you don't see his flaws too. So I always just try and uh, you know get a good eye on guys uh, in person or, or being able to watch games on you know NFHS or, or whatever. Uh, wherever you get to watch full games, man, that's that's kind of my focus, what I like to do. So this is my first time really seeing him. But, you know, from what we've seen so far, he's a, he's a quality middle linebacker prospect and looking forward to, to watching him play against a, a good a good team tonight. In Central Bucks East. Yeah, smart and aggressive and and being big and physical help you show up pretty early in the recruiting process. Mm -hmm. And 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 you're right. That is a guy that uh, will pop off tape. So it'll be interesting to see what else there is to see. You have to give us a full report uh, when you yeah. come back. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so that's been your trip so far. You've taken a bunch this so far this season, and we're we're getting towards the later stages of high school football in especially mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. Who who stood out to you the most as the guy that you've been impressed with that you've seen in person, out of the guys that you've seen specifically in person? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I would probably lean towards KJ Winston. I went and saw him play Emetep Charter. I think that was second or third week of the season. And he just did a little bit of everything for DeMatha. And that, that's what really kind of impressed me. I mean, his play at safety was great. Uh, but, you know, he just made big plays all over the field for him. And he did it last week, too. I wasn't on that game. Adam Friedman was there. 
I believe it was Gonzaga they they beat. But um, you know, just just he can he can help in a lot of ways. Even I don't know if he'll play special teams at the next level, but just just his overall game and just kind of how he impacts games that kind of surprised me, I guess, or I didn't really realize that, I guess, uh, going into it. So Winston, uh, but then Nick Singleton last week, man, you know, another 200 plus yard rushing game, four touchdowns. I mean, we, we've been watching Nick all year. Those highlights are awesome. And, uh, you know, getting to see him in person, you know, we get to see all those long runs all the time, but how he, how he does on those, you know, when he's got guys in front of him and he's got to drive and get yards, that's, you know, what you don't see on those highlight films. So watching him in those situations and just how he reads. I mean, Nick Singleton, the only thing I, I think Nick Singleton can improve on really, and and that I don't ever say this about high school guys, is just kind of being patient. Uh, you know, he's let his power and his speed win so often mm-hmm. in high school games. Uh, so just kind of, you know, when he gets to the next level, you know, letting blockers get in front of him and stuff like that. But, man, aside from that, there's, there's just not – I can't find any other falls in this young man. He's faster yeah. than I think I've ever realized. I mean, knew he was fast, uh, but just, you know, seeing him in person and watching him get across, you know, get, get out on the edge, nobody can touch him. And, you know, he can, he can drive and get extra yards. So man, that, that was a fun, I, I would, if I had to pick somebody, it would definitely probably be Nick last weekend. Uh, it was a good time and shout out to Mr. Singleton. I, I had a good talk with him. He said he watches the podcast all the time. So oh, awesome. yeah, he's listening right now. Shout yeah. out to uh, Mr. Singleton. He's, he's a great guy. It was fun fun uh, chatting it up with him last weekend so nick nick's a good pick kj winston i mean so saunders too the 2025 kid from mcdevitt i thought he played a really good game against lasalle uh to start the year especially his first freshman start and you know now we're seeing lasalle is maybe the best team in the state they got upset last weekend but i would put my money on them to to beat anybody in uh 6a pa right now and you know just some of those i think you watched the film t frank i mean some of those deep balls you know you can kind of see the potential man just, just yeah. putting it right there on the spot so yeah uh, you know that that was impressive too but I mean, we, we can go on and on i mean uh, pretty much everybody i've seen has has been you know playing well but if i had to pick somebody i'd probably lean towards singleton uh, and he's i i've i was struck by how serious of a runner nick singleton was like you could it, it, no nonsense on film and you're right that that power and that i want to run through contact a lot of guys don't have that in their dna and, and mm-hmm. that's going to be that's going to be especially with his ability to break tackles and the speed i mean uh, just take a look at the penn state offense that's what they've been missing so far this season that is a huge benefit to have in a football player he's underrated right like we're we're all agreeing yeah. that as a four star obviously a high four star but still like one of the most underrated players in the class considering even how high his profile is yeah i mean rivals has him as the as the lowest of the three major sites i think on three has him as the number one running back in the country and I believe 247 has him as if he's not number one, he's like number one or two or three. And then I think Rivals has him, you know, right outside the top 100 uh, overall. I forget his exact number. I think it's probably like five, five or so, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you can definitely make that case. And and um, you know, I know Adam Freeman was off the scene this year, was really impressed. I would not be shocked at all if if he is uh, moving up in in Rivals' rankings with time. Um, yeah, I, I I would agree that he's he's probably a little underrated right now in Rivals. Who's the guy that you've seen that you watched film of previously and this year has made the biggest development? Some somebody that you thought needed to prove a little bit on tape and has done that this year for Penn State that they that they were looking at and that mm. finally confirmed those things. That's a good question. Maybe Winston. Yeah. Um, was it was it um, was it more I, so that his ability to get to all parts of the field? 
Uh, yeah, or, that's, that's a good part of it. I mean, okay. I, I was impressed with I – mean, he's always been well against the run. I think maybe just kind of in pass coverage and his pursuit routes. That, mm-hmm. that, that really kind of stood out to me in the game I watched. Um, I mean, there hasn't been – I mean, I'm going out and seeing you – know, all these guys are committed for a reason, right? And, right. and, and it's, right. it's usually that sophomore, junior film where you've seen that. And then when you're watching senior year, they're pretty much established. They're bigger and faster than everybody. So you don't see that jump. At least I don't think you do um, compared to, you know, a year or two ago. Uh, but I think maybe just maybe, maybe um, Winston's, like I said, pursuit routes. His, his He plays he's, – he's smart in coverage. You know, sometimes he – I think in previous years he would kind of just focus on the on the quarterback more, and you know if he's playing a quality quarterback, he's gonna let his eyes dictate where Singleton goes, and he, he doesn't, yeah. you know, watch watch his peripherals as much. Uh, and then at against Imatep, you know, I, I didn't really see much of that at all. So that that's probably where I would lean with that. But I'm not gonna pretend that it was really a drastic jump or anything. I, yeah. There's not really a guy that I'm like, oh wow, you know, we have him as a you know whatever a low three star, and he needs to be a quality four star. I will say, I mean if there's a guy that really needs to move up and that's, this is, I haven't seen him in person, but wide receiver Tyler Johnson, he, mm-hmm. he puts up monster numbers all the time. And then just talking to Penn state sources who are watching every, you know, they, they have access to all of this film. Of course, that that's one guy that they're constantly hitting on that, that we're, you know, we're kind of sleeping on as far as uh, rivals, his rankings are concerned. And obviously all of his analytical numbers, excuse me, I'm sitting on mic there, uh, a four or five. I think it was a, four four shot i forget the shuttle number i know i know it was um his 40 was a four five though but but just a lot of the numbers he put up also his broad jump was really good too which i had in front of me but that that shows explosion uh so just when you look at that and then some of the stuff he's doing on the field that's somebody that everybody's pounding me on that uh that they think's being slept on a little bit but as far as someone i've watched in person i probably lean towards winston a bit but it's mm-hmm. not drastic yeah, his his leaping ability, especially in his junior film, his ability to high point the ball was oh, yeah. a huge thing. So, you know, all that explosiveness, the the broad jump, all that stuff, that definitely it's always nice when that shows up on film, when you confirm mm-hmm. it with with the actual uh play. So you're not the only one on the road. James Franklin talked no. to us on Wednesday about where they were going. He was leaving right after practice when he was done speaking with the media and was going to several different high schools across the nation. So you've been keeping track of where all of the coaches yes, and I assistant can. coaches <laughs> have been going. Yeah, it is a it is a laundry list would be like if a laundry list for the football team, not a laundry list yeah. for you and me when we're done with our day's stuff. It is just it's massive. So can you give us some of the highlights of where some of the coaches are mm-hmm. going? The important ones, uh, they're all important, but like the, the critical ones and the coaches that are going places that are that are really important for Penn State this yeah. weekend now that they don't have a game and they're out fully recruiting. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I, I do think I, I've put together, this is one of the better lists I've been able to put together over the years as far as uh, in-depth. I mean, I have all 10 or all 11 assistant coaches confirmed in, in every, um, at least pretty much every day. Not everybody went out yesterday, but I have all of them confirmed for today. Not, not every school. I mean, that's a thing. Like, So we'll start with James Franklin and, and um, Juwan Slider. You know, they went to Florida yesterday. I'm, not, I'm sure people have kind of maybe seen a tweet or two. Started to see Cam Miller made it over to IMG on the West Coast. 
then went down on the west coast of Florida to Lehigh Acres, uh, which is where Richard Young plays. He's a number one running back for 2023, according to a couple couple places. Rivals has him, I think, number two, but you know, incredibly high, top top 30 kind of player. So checking in on him. And then they were in Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. And, you know, I know they were at American Heritage, for example, which is a, a top school in Miami. I'm sure there was a, another couple schools that they stopped by yesterday that just uh, you can't track them all. I mean, yeah. over the over the, the course of yesterday, today and tomorrow, I'm not sure, I don't know. They probably won't see 100 schools, but like John Scott, for example, I mean, he was in Atlanta. Um, he was actually at the North Gwinnett. Uh, who they play last night? They was on uh, ESPN. North Gwinnett played somebody i apologize it was on espn last night it's where travis hunter plays he's the number one uh, prospect in the country currently committed to florida state probably gonna end up somewhere else but anyway um he, he he saw at least six or seven schools in atlanta and and that's kind of how all these coaches do it i mean they'll go to a, a central point um that uh either they recruit or one of their top recruits are at and then just hit up all the little schools in the area and even if it's not they don't have a 2023 guy that's elite now they just go to the schools that are constantly producing talent so whether they even like there's for example uh i believe it's um anthony poindexter he's mm-hmm. going to go to wise today and like one or two others who right now they don't really have prospects but wise is always you know putting out players so you just gotta you gotta always you know be going to those kind of schools because in, in a year or two from now um, you know when somebody does emerge you know you, you want to make sure that those relationships are always going strong so there's I don't think it'll be 100, but I mean, it's probably 50, 60, 70 schools, probably maybe even more that they'll, that the whole entire staff will see. I'm getting a little off topic here, so let's get into more of the specifics. Quick, but, quick question for you, though. American Heritage is an interesting one to me. That is where Cam uh, Miller transferred to the cornerback in 22. No, correct? so Cam Miller transferred to Trinity Christian. Trinity um, Christian, and okay. And they, they played American Heritage two weeks ago, so that's probably maybe why you're, why you're thinking of that. Yeah. American Heritage is stacked. They have, mm-hmm. I mean, out of their 11 starters on defense, probably like eight of them are going to play high-level football. I think like half of them are already committed somewhere. I mean, that whole team, you know, out of out of the younger guys they have on that team right now, man, probably 20 of them will end up playing Division One football. I mean, it's, it's one of those schools that yeah. uh, is truly on elite level, kind of like IMG, um, except they, they don't pull from all over the country like IMG does. They really just kind of pull from all over Florida. But that's... That's how deep Florida is, man. You can just pull from anybody in South Florida and make us make a super team. So, uh, but to clarify, you know, James went down there, uh, started, like I said, all throughout Florida yesterday, flew up to Pittsburgh last night, saw Tamir Robinson. He's that top 2023 linebacker, number one player in Pennsylvania. And then I expect Franklin and Terry Smith to be in and around Pittsburgh today. I would assume that they'll see, actually, I know they'll see Rodney Gallagher. I know they'll see Lamont Payne. There's going to definitely be some other schools, like I said, who maybe don't have a guy we're focused on right now. But, uh, you know, you got to keep good relationships with because they're constantly producing talent. And then Franklin will go see Drew Allard tonight uh, and and Mike Yurchis will be with them. Drew's playing a team, I think it's like 0-8 on the year. So they, I'm sure he'll be out by the end of the first half. But, right. uh, you got to, you know, you got to get out and see those guys whenever you can. It's kind of um, – no, and, and one thing I will say is Penn State does a great job of making sure they get to all the committed kids. Uh, you know, you, you see with decommitments all the time, a lot of other schools will you, you'll get that kid committed and they'll just focus on um, what's what's to come. And and that's that's definitely something Penn State doesn't do. Doesn't do they they will they will make sure they see all their committed guys uh, play at some point this season. So mm-hmm. that's you know that's just something a little different. And I, don't get me wrong. I mean, the majority, like Ohio State, will get out to see the majority of their committed guys. I think Penn State will get to see every single one of them. So that's 
just something they like to, to make sure that, you know, they, they're sticking by the guys who, uh, you know, have committed to them. So you want to get into like some of the assistant coaches? Like, yeah. Some of the, like, yeah. First thing I want to do quickly, though, is if you haven't seen it yet, you put up some uh, footage of Drew Alar from his last game. And mm-hmm. if you want to check that out on our YouTube channel, make sure you do that because that's where when, when Ryan has uh, footage to put up, that's where we put it up is on our YouTube channel, Blue White Illustrated on YouTube. So make sure you get there and you check that out. And if you are not yet, be a subscriber. Make sure you Please. do your bi-week checklist. You get subscribed or if uh, YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, you want the audio version. They're great for drives up to state college. So if you're coming up for a, a game, you want to download five episodes of the daily, that'll, that'll get you from wherever you're going. Because <laughs> anywhere in the universe is four hours from state college. So you yep, download the, the podcast or uh, you check out the YouTube channel. You watch it on the way up. Use your data. I'm not your data uh, mom. You can you can do whatever you want with your data. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Uh, he I thought he improved. Uh, there was some there was some improvement in his footwork that I have I've been watching. I've been wanting to see to be a little more comfortable with his projection to the next level because I know there's a lot of pressure on him and that timeline. So any improvements in that, I think are important. If you want to check that out, Ryan does a great job of getting that video. So just quick promo for all that stuff. Uh, but yep. yeah, let's get into a couple of the uh, assistant coaches. I want to start with uh, Phil Troutwine because there's an important uh, recruit in Ohio that I think is pretty critical if they could land him. I know it's going to be an uphill battle, but he went to see a couple guys over there, right? Yeah. Emil Wagner, of course. The, I mean, there's really like, Two or three, maybe four, 20, yeah. 2022 guys left, and, and Emil's definitely one uh, that they're going to keep recruiting hard. So, yeah, he was out to see Emil yesterday. Haven't spoken with Emil about it. I mean, those visits are, you know, the ones at school, they're kind of quick. You know, you, you can't be holding kids out of class the whole time or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, they're usually just kind of checking in, how's things going, you know, checking up on recruitment, school, that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's it's just you got to make these visits, man. You got to You got to show your face. So so Trout was at that, well, you know, was out of his school. And then he also uh, went out to Finley uh, in Ohio to see Luke yep. Montgomery, who is, um, you know, one of their top tackle prospects uh, in, in the 2023 class as well. So uh, now now Trout is going to go see Malik McNeil tonight um, or I. I'm actually not sure if he's going to see his game. I think he just went to the school maybe today, and then he'll be, I believe, in North Jersey tonight. There's a bunch, you know, a bunch of schools in, in North Jersey to see. Not exactly sure which which game he's going to attend, but I, I know that'll be um, his general area. So uh, get a couple other guys real quick. Taylor Stubblefield was in Texas yesterday to see Omari Evans and Christian Driver. Of course, you know, you got like I said, we got to check up on uh, all the committed guys. So that's kind of their plan. Then he did go to uh, Jordan Allen's game last night. They played on a Thursday. So he went down to Texas, over to Louisiana, see Jordan Allen. And now Stubblefield's coming up to North Carolina to check up on some 2023 guys. Uh, Christian Hamilton's one of them. Dalen Smothers is one of them. Uh, who am I missing there? Uh, Grant Tucker is a, a linebacker prospect in that area. Uh, there's, there's, a, there'll be a couple guys kind of in that, in that Raleigh Charlotte region. I think it'll be more so in Charlotte. Um, cause, cause Ty Howe usually does Raleigh. I'm sure Ty will get down there at some point. Uh, speaking of Ty, he was in the DMV area yesterday. Now I believe he's going to go out and see Jerry cross tonight. Jerry was kind of 50, 50 on whether he's going to play. He's been fighting an ankle injury this year. So that's something we need to, to, to double check on. But the, the goal was for Ty to be in the DMV area yesterday, which he definitely was. And I believe he might be in and around Chicago before he goes to Milwaukee. This is it, like I just go on and on here, man. Like yeah. trying to track all these cities that they go to. 
Uh, it's 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 fun. Uh, one guy I did miss. I keep hitting my mic here. I'm sorry. Uh, one guy I did miss uh, on Taylor Stubblefield is I do believe he's going to go see Andre Green's game tomorrow, and that's okay. another top twenty twenty two wide receiver that they are trying to uh, get on campus for a visit. It's a it's very much an uphill battle. I still kind of feel like North Carolina, Clemson, Georgia. They seem to be over here, and Penn State's kind of, you know, fighting, fighting to get in that mix. But you got to show up to those games. You got to keep recruiting guys to the very end. So he will be there. And then um, who am I missing? Let's see here. I mentioned Brent Pry. You know, he's going to see uh, Phil Pachati today at school. Where he goes tonight's kind of still up in the air. I do know he'll be in the Harrisburg area today. Uh, Bishop McDevitt, for example, Marquise Williams, Stone Saunders, Gabe Arena. They all have top prospects. So I would expect him to be there. Uh, let's see. John Scott Jr. He's going to go see Zane Durant tonight. So, uh, you know, that's he's Zane's a guy who we know he went to UCF. Miami's mm-hmm. still recruiting him hard. So yeah. I got to get out and see Zane tonight. And I think uh, he's they, an I important one, too. I know that there's been some, oh, for sure. some consideration about him and some talk about him as far as still taking a couple of those recruiting uh, visits. But I know it's a very deep mm-hmm. class on the defensive line, but I think he's an important part because he's got so much flexibility and so much talent, obviously, four-star, but the flexibility of, of positional abilities, that's mm-hmm. an important one to keep in the class, I think. He's just a little ball of power. He's you know? fun. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like, he's not the tallest. You know, he's not, he's nothing like uh, Devin Still or Jared Odrick. You have this incredible yeah. length. Uh, but, man, he is just – his 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 strength is really just kind of stands out when you watch his yeah. films. So they they want to make sure they get him uh, to sign. Go I ahead. never I never want to use uh, the the height uh, the the height comparison and the hype comparison. You know to mm-hmm. going you know Drew Allard gets compared to Josh Allen because right now Josh Allen is everyone's favorite quarterback. So we're gonna compare him to the best. But I think Ed Oliver. We're not gonna go Aaron Donald, but Ed Oliver is a really good comparison for Zane Durant yeah. of a stout dude who's really strong and plays on the interior as bit undersized. I think that's a fair comparison. Interesting. So, yeah, si- I haven't looked at si- Same thing, you know, basically same body type, but without the undue expectation of being Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah. I mean Ed Oliver's a hell of a player too, man. Yeah. I mean he was a five star coming out, so that's yeah. uh, interesting. So okay. Well yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean we We've got a bunch confirmed up on the site. I uh, can't get into all of them. You know, we mm-hmm. gotta we gotta keep many of them uh, behind the behind the paywall for our subscribers. But uh, just know that these guys will be out into tomorrow. You know, there'll be a handful of Saturday games. One one thing I didn't mention, I will say, is James Franklin should be at uh, the Good Council Gonzaga game tomorrow. Uh, Good Council uh, has a has a handful of players. Gonzaga, of course, has Evan Link who uh, is arguably Penn State's uh, one of Penn State's top offensive tackle projects, along with Luke Montgomery. Uh, Neo Avery's a top tight end prospect. Uh, who I, yeah, he's at, he's at Gonzaga. And, and, or, no, he's at Good Counsel, excuse me. And, um, you know, even with Matthias Barnwell committed, even with uh, Joey Schlafer committed, uh, you know, they're, they're going to keep pushing. Or, excuse me, I see Joey Schlafer committed. Joey Schlafer interested in committing. He hasn't committed yet. But I, I think that that's a matter of time. Uh, yeah. You know, Neo's somebody they're going to keep uh, – Keep recruiting hard. So, and there's, there's just so many kids on this list. I could just rattle them off all day. But uh, yeah, let's. Um, who, who do we want to talk about next? Do you want to talk well, about Jason Barm? Because I get a million questions about him. Yes, but first, you mentioned <laughs> seeing all of the names and seeing all mm-hmm. of the schools and all of the coaches going where. We gave you the rundown, but if you're if you're like me and it kind of hits you in the face, like 
You know, you know that scene in uh, uh, Miracle where they're throwing the tennis balls past the goalie. I haven't seen Miracle. No, <laughs> I gotta be honest. Oh, so go on. So first off, I haven't seen it. Most people have seen more sports movies than me. So I'm a little surprised that there's a sports movie I've seen that a sports fan has. Not a movie so. guy, man. Oh yeah, well, never been a movie guy. Well. So. Uh, that's why you're so good at what you do is because you're hyper-focused. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to see the full list in the rundown and you want to see it written down, bluewhiteillustrated.com for the latest Penn State football and recruiting news. Join us inside the Lion's Den Premium Forum, which is what Ryan is talking about, for more insider info. If you want to get all the insider info from our insider Ryan Snyder. The October issue is on newsstands right now for Blue White Illustrated. Features Penn State's freak list and other exclusive content. Learn more at bluewhiteonline.com or by calling customer service 800-421-7751. And because it's my area of, uh, this is the area I manage, I'm going to give you another shameless plug. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Appreciate it. Subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash blue white illustrated. And don't forget to tell your friends about our channel. Now that I've been weird with the camera, which is like number one thing don't do. Uh, let's get into Jay Sean Barham. Let's talk about this because there is new information. There's finally some new information about Jay Sean Barham. Uh, tell us where we got it from and what we should know about the recruitment of the 2022 linebacker and hybrid. Yeah, so Adam Freeman did a great story with him uh, and, his, and his parents. Um, so, uh, you know, behind, another story behind a paywall. I'm not going to get into all the specifics out of respect to Adam. He, it's really hard to get Jay Shaw Barham if you haven't learned by now. I've been telling you guys that for feels like months now. But uh, I, the, the one big takeaway I'll say is that Penn State made a major impression on him in, in his whiteout visit. Uh, Mom really spoke highly of, of just – not just the atmosphere and everything, but, but the time they put in, um, you know, on Sunday when he was around to, to meeting uh, with academic advisors and stuff. And, you know, moms always care about that stuff. That's one thing Omari Evans, mother really hit on, uh, you know, when we were, when we were speaking the other week before he committed. So uh, just, just a lot of positive reviews on, on not just Penn state football, but Penn state as a university. And, you know, we, we don't ever get anything out of the Barham family. So, so hearing that kind of stuff was really good. Uh, the, I, the one other thing I will add is that he is, she confirmed he is looking into a commitment date, but there is no commitment date set. Uh, she said that he is still looking into additional visits. And, and once he has that visit set, um, or once he has his mind kind of made up or whether he wants to take more visits or not, then he'll, he'll feel comfortable, uh, deciding, I guess, or, or putting a date out there. So the, the main thing to watch for is, is Florida. I don't know whether he's going to take that official visit or not. It sounds like it's going to be difficult to schedule in the next couple of weeks, but I, I just, I've seen so many times where guys say, yeah, it's looking unlikely. And then boom, it's Friday at four o'clock and somebody's spotting him at the Gainesville airport or something yeah. like that. So, you know, let's, let's see. Uh, but that Florida visit is, is the one to watch because it's just, they've been on him pretty hard and, and Florida's a top program. And, you know, when I look at South Carolina, when I look at Maryland, I look at Penn state, I think Penn state's done enough to kind of edge its, uh, put itself on top between those two schools but again, it's just so difficult to say that with certainty when when you can't get to the parents often. So that's yeah. or the players. So that's that's why this this interview was really notable. But uh, you know, the, the big takeaway is that they they really love the visit, uh, which you know shouldn't be a surprise. And, and it's really just the things outside of football that mom spoke so highly of. So let's see, let's see how it plays out, man. But uh, I think Penn State should feel good. I've been saying that for a while because I know Penn, you know, people on last feel good. Mm -hmm. 
but that you know for me to put in a, a future cast when i can't speak with the player it's just something i i never feel comfortable doing i like to have both sides of the story before i put my money where my mouth is yeah yeah especially seeing is uh, he may have and and they they one of the things and again it's a, it's a premium store if you want to subscribe to bwi.rivals.com one little nugget i'll give is that uh you know mom was saying x but they both agree they the everyone in the article said it's his decision and he has his opinions about these things. So as much as they feel one way, we don't really know, I guess, how mm-hmm. Jay Sean Barham feels individually about that stuff. And it's something that, as you said, is is going to be interesting to watch going forward. My question, as I always ask every week, now with Amari Evans, Andre Roy in the class, just a... a Yes or no answer or, you know, a quick answer about you. We've mentioned Andre Green. We've mentioned uh, Emil Wagner, Wagner and Jay Sean Barham. Could they take all three? No. No Okay. Way. I don't think they can take all three. Um, I mean, not without decommitments. Right. I just don't – I don't see a way that's possible. So and, – and the class seems to be holding pretty firm. Uh, one thing I will note is that Cam Miller posted that Florida has offered him. Uh, now, Cam's another guy who just doesn't talk. I mean, I've never done a, a full extended interview with Cam, even to this day. I've tried, but it doesn't – easier said than done. So, I'll be curious. Like, I, I mean, I've already talked to our Florida guys about that, and, you know, I'll be in touch with them regularly if, if he pops up on campus or shows so serious interest. But Florida did offer him, so I'll be curious uh, if that has much of an impact. Of course, he lives way closer to Gainesville than he does uh, to State College, so that'll be – It'll be interesting, but Just a I mean, bit. to me, I see, yeah, I see, I, I see one more guy. I, I think Jason Barnes. They get him, they're good. I mean, though, I, I mean, Wagner, they they really want to. I mean, they 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 clearly, you know, they don't have needs for offensive tackles, right? Or like numbers wise, I don't I don't see it. But I think I think they're. It's clear that they. I don't want to say have concerns about the room, but that maybe they're trying to, to switch something up. I mean, they're just they're adding too many guys there yeah. to make me think that they're not trying to do something different. Um, because when you have the numbers and, and there's other spots and other talented players that you can add at different positions, but you're still focusing on this spot, it just tells me that that you know there, there's something. Yeah, I, th- I think Troutwan just really is looking for guys that fit his form or yep. fits exactly what he wants, and that's not a knock on the guys who were previously there, but. But maybe he's seeing something that says, like, okay, these guys are good players, but, you know, they don't fit exactly my, my technique. That's just my thoughts. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, oh, so we see that. It's with, something with I've noticed. Um, mm-hmm. Do you mind if I give a, a, a little sneak preview of what I wrote Your podcast. about in the next uh, no. in the next issue of uh, of um, the Blue White Illustrated BWI Magazine? magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our commitment breakdowns, and, you know, I give my film eval. And one thing I noticed and kind of locked in, watching Andre Roy is what Phil Trotwine seems to value. If you look at Malik McNeil, who is super tall, big frame, long arms, Andre Roy, 6'6", he's got gigantic wingspan. J.B. Nelson has really long arms for his frame. And then you look at even Drew Shelton is another guy who's got super long arms for his frame. So a lot of these guys are power players. They may not be the best athletes that uh, Penn State has recruited those positions, but they're physical. They've got the frame. And I think both McNeil and Roy specifically have shown improvements in their technique, where that's something when I talked to Phil Troutwine, when we talked to him in the spring of what are you looking for in a recruit? It's can you learn? Can you do these things with technique? So I think that's what he's targeting is is length, 
power frame sort of combination and then the technique side. He wants guys that are going to actually prove it on film that they can get better at those things. And I think that that is a bit of a departure from what we've seen Penn State do where, for the most part, they go for the athletic guys uh, in the past. And I think that might be a bit of a change for uh, Phil Troutwine going forward. So if you're worried about the Penn State running game, long-winded answer of, what I've been trying to say for a while is I think we'll see it fixed, but it's going to take a while for Troutwine to get those players into the yeah. program. It, it, whenever you have these 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 coaching changes, and, and then with that comes a philosophy change. If you expect it to be in a year and a half, which is pretty much what, what we're at now, a little more than that, but yeah. um, you know you're you're just you're not being patient enough. So I think I think by this time next season, um, you know we probably won't even have some of those guys playing, but you know you you'll you should hopefully start seeing some some. I don't want to say improvement because I, I personally don't think they've been as bad as people are making them out to be. Yeah. I think, like as far as the running game goes, I, I would put a little more on the on the running backs than than just the just the offensive line. Go, mm-hmm. I know you want to talk. That's you. Uh, no, <laughs> so that that's exactly right. You know, I did. Uh, yeah. I've I've written about it multiple times. Again, this is something I've discussed in depth on the message board with people because it, it's it's something that everyone's concerned about. And there's there's a lot of different things at play from the philosophy of the offense to uh, what they were doing to win. And this is, again, something Mike Yersich said is points are the most important thing. You know, explosive plays, uh, running the football, everything is important, but the most important thing, however you can score points, score points. And with with the bodies they have and the things that they've been able to do at the running back position, the tight end position, and the offensive line, it's something I've looked at it that right now everything's not totally meshing together. There's too many di- different skill sets and everyone's not good at the same thing. So it, it, I think a unified vision going forward, which I do believe is what Phil Troutwine, uh, who came from Boston College, and they ran some really good zone concepts at Boston College. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that we have seen already from Mike Yersich is he wants to incorporate more of the outside zone I think those two are in lockstep of what they're going to do going forward. So that's going to be a part of, you know, just making sure this unified vision going forward is able to come together. And and those yep. are the things right now that they're working through in this transition period. So it, it's just got to keep Mike Yurchitz here. <laughs> right. That's that's the thing, you know, it's it's uh, they get so good and uh you know, can he, can he can he become a head coach? So I, I don't yeah. know. Don't don't think I have some insight in there. I, I definitely but it's, don't. But it's a fair question. That's anytime the problem, you, man. It's just so much rotation. Yep. Anytime you see a good offensive coordinator, somebody who proves it, especially if it's at a, a at a lower level, and then it's it's confirmed at a place like Penn State, then there's always a program that wants that guy because being able to coach quarterbacks and being able to produce offense, it doesn't matter what level of football, that is where you win. That's your biggest yep. area, uh, your biggest margin of victory. Speaking and he has mar- proven at a couple big stops, though, too. I mean, since, yes. you know, obviously Ohio State was a little different with Day kind of running the show, but last year Texas offense was obviously excellent um, and, and now he's doing it again. So he has a couple of those big stops too, not yep. just uh, what he did at Oklahoma State too. So yep. anyway. Are you ready for Ryan Snyder's best bet? Best bet. Yeah. Let's roll. And in keeping with tradition, the, I believe there is one that is not on the list today. So here we go. <laughs> uh, so I, d- how the process works is I copy them from a text message that uh, Ryan sends to me. And uh, one of them was on the previous page instead of on the page I copied. So we are missing Oklahoma State at Texas. But we've got a a really long list 
of uh, schools. No, th- no, it's entirely my fault, as it usually is. So the one you don't see, Oklahoma State at Texas. They're uh, Texas uh, minus four in that game. Take us through the overview of what you're looking at today without Penn State on the list. we got a bunch of schools here. So what are we doing this week? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've I'm I've been sitting at two and three, picking five games every week. So we're just we're just going all in, right? We're just gonna pick what is that? Uh, seven games this week. We'll up, up the up the ante a bit, and uh, it'll either be uh, perfect or terrible. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I I went into this week like not liking a ton of plays, and then as I dig a little bit more, there's more that I like. So yeah, but we we. I, which one do you want to get into first? Do you want to just do Oklahoma State, Texas, and then we'll, yeah, let's we'll roll let's through the run list? down. Let's ro- let's roll through the line. So Oklahoma State at Texas, uh, Texas putting up a lot of points, like they they would under Steve Sarkeesian. The record so far not great, but what are you looking at in this game? Yeah, we're we're gonna just with so many games, we're gonna keep them kind of quick and and right to the point. Uh, I just don't think Oklahoma State can keep up with this Texas team. Mm-hmm. Mike Gundy came out this week and, and basically flat out said this game can't become a shootout. And I'm yet to see anyone uh, keep Texas from a shootout. I mean, Arkansas kind of did, but, uh, you know, that was obviously early in the season two and their first big away game. And just ever since then, I mean, this offense has been on a roll, averaging 44 points a game. Oklahoma State's, you know, averaging down in the 20s. I I think Oklahoma State's defense has put up good stats. If you look at them, you know, they've they've done some good things. But Boise State's offense isn't very good. Uh, they play Kansas State's third-string quarterback uh, in that game. Uh, Tulsa, Missouri State. I mean, they're not. Yeah. Any, they're not any good. So, just when I look at who they've played, I don't think they've seen any offense like this. And uh, you know, Texas at home. My only concern, of course, is like that uh, coming off the Red River shootout or rivalry, whatever it's called these days. But yeah. coming off, it's of always that game, a shootout. But it, yeah, yeah, oh, it definitely <laughs> is. That game was wild last week. Yeah. Uh, and whoever you know, if you had Oklahoma plus the points and with that final touchdown at the end i feel terrible for you so sorry uh sorry that happened i'm sure somebody here had that but uh but yeah i'll just i'll lay the four here at home uh you know in the years past you know there's a new coaching staff now i don't want to put too much stock into what we've seen after the oklahoma game uh under under previous regimes so uh, i just i just don't think oklahoma i think oklahoma state has to score like 30 points uh for the for them to stick i, I see i see uh, Texas getting well into the 30s here, maybe even up to the 40s. So give me, uh, give me Texas minus the four. This is certainly a game that Penn State fans are going to be interested in now uh, with Penn State on the bye week after everything that happened. Purdue at Iowa, Iowa mm-hmm. uh, at home in this game with yep. uh, 11 points. What are you looking at here? Yeah, give me Purdue. Um, so I actually okay. I, I I put you 11 um, and I found 11 and a half too. So I I've already played Purdue personally. Uh, at 11 and a half, um, obviously coming off that game last week, there has to be some sort of a letdown a little bit. They lost Riley Moss, uh, their, one of their top cornerbacks, Iowa mm-hmm. did. And David Bell has been a monster yeah. against Iowa over the years. Yep. So I think that's going to be a matchup that'll be very intriguing to watch. Purdue's defense is pretty good, man. They're, you know, they're allowing just 15 points per game. They haven't played this, you know, uh, elite schedule or anything like that. But I, I think this defense is, is pretty good. And, uh, oh, by the way, you know, Purdue's 3-1 against Iowa the last couple of years. So, yeah. you know, Jeff Brom has, has, has played Kirk France well. And Iowa just terrible when they are double-digit favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw the stat. I wish I had it. I wish I wrote it down that uh, basically Kirk France is like one of the worst coaches you can bet on when you're giving 10 points or more. <laughs> 
Uh, they they just don't they don't cover in these spots uh, because State, they run the ball seventy yeah. percent of the time. You can't get and up that, that much in Power Five football. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I look I like eleven and a half here. I think it's just a bit of a letdown spot for Purdue. Yeah. Uh, or a letdown spot for Iowa. Purdue getting over over um you know touchdown and field goal. I roll with the Boilermakers. So I also like I, and one thing. I'm sorry. One thing I was going to add sure. is Aiden O'Connell, Jack Plummer, Purdue's quarterbacks. Jack Plummer's been excellent, uh, not allowing turnovers. Aiden O'Connell's been playing a little bit more, but you know, I, I'd personally like to see Jack Plummer just because he's been great at uh, not allowing uh, turnovers in this game. But uh, either one, I think, can 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 keep Purdue in the game. So th- this is just one of those. I think Purdue will be in the mix until the fourth quarter. I don't know if they'll ever you know have a have a big lead, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I just. I don't see Iowa running away with this one with with Petrus and that offense. So th- this is. Uh, so I ha- I have not seen uh, Purdue this year, but one thing I do know about uh, that offense is that they are set up to throw the football, and mm-hmm. as long as their offensive line can pass protect, and and this would be my biggest question is I don't know anything about the Purdue offensive line. If they can hold up, we saw what a competent quarterback can do to a zone defense with time and space. And if that happens, you're right. Bell is going to have a good game, and they're going to make a really good game of it. So the defense and the offensive line are the are the parts that are going to have to play well for Purdue. But the quarterback, the scheme, that's why they set. That's why they're set up so well to play against Iowa is because they play in a, a, a modern type of football. Like it's Purdue, yeah. but they are a threat because they get explosive plays. They've got good receivers. And anytime you go up against that, if you're that Iowa offense and you're not interested in playing big time football and throwing the ball down the field and being more aggressive, then you're going to get into these situations where you don't win by double digit uh, points because you don't, yep. you're set up to not do that. Uh, yep. So we'll go on to the next one. We have Arizona State at uh, my Utes, at the Utah Utes, coming off an an upset of USC. I don't know if it's an upset when both teams aren't great, but uh, Utah won, and they are not the name brand. So what are you looking at, Arizona State, getting uh, a point on the road at Utah? Your wife's going to be upset with me, but yeah, I'm rolling with that. So I I was anti-Sun Devils for weeks now, right? I I talked poorly on them against Colorado, took UCLA the other week. And I really watched that UCLA Arizona State game, and um, my 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 opinion on Arizona State is is changing quick. So I can admit when I'm wrong, and I'm going to try and uh you know take what I've learned and 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 apply it here. So I a couple simple things. One, I think Jaden Daniels is a better quarterback than Cam Rising. Cam Rising has played better uh, in in recent weeks, but I, I will put my uh, chips in in the Jaden Daniels uh, corner. And then Arizona State's defense is playing pretty well too. Uh, just if they're stacking up. I mean. And beginning of the year, I was not 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 feeling it with them. But uh, you know, just the more I watched, you know, watching them play um, UCLA the other week and DTR, uh, you know, they they really forced some turnovers, made him look silly at times. And I and I think I think highly of uh, DTR. So uh, and then one other thing is just Arizona State's running game is just kind of getting better and better every week. They're 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 forcing quite a few explosive plays, and I just don't know if Utah can keep up with that. Uh, you you would know better than me as far as their their explosive plays, but I just I'm not seeing the stats that really match that so far. So yeah, you, well they've had you seen that they've I had like really. two. Well, first off, I've seen very little Utah because like you, I'm I'm working on on <laughs> uh, Saturday and on Sunday, and they play at midnight most days, or they play at weird times. Yeah. I think they played at 11 a.m. one time, and Penn State was playing at at noon or one. Interesting. Uh, but what we've seen. 
they so Utah's offense is very Iowa y. And even okay. when they're good, when they had Zach Moss, they were very much uh, you know, power football. The one thing they will do is they will take more shots with play action. They have been more aggressive, and that's what won them that uh that that USC game is they were aggressive through the ball down the field. Uh Charlie Brewer, the quarterback for Baylor, transferred there and then quit, I think, two weeks into the season. Yeah. So yeah, this was the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's not a great situation for them there, but they have it. They have an elite defense. They put players in the NFL all the time in the secondary. Kyle Whittingham coming off of the uh, Urban Meyer tree without all of the slime somehow Mm -hmm. uh, has been a very good defensive coordinator there as the head coach. Also, without all the slime. Sorry. (laughs) That was funny. Curtis Enos, (laughs) his son. I forget his name. uh, Solomon. So yeah, he, yep. he he plays for well. the the Utes, Utes. So he's a receiver there. Um, so if you watch that game, you can you can see Penn State legacy. But uh, yeah, I, it's too much for me to. There's too many unknowns with Utah for me to really give you a good answer on. Are yeah. they good? Because one week they looked great, but I don't know that they can uh, replicate that ever because of, it's, <sighs> it's been an up and down season for them. One other thing, and like I, I don't like getting into this, but I feel like it needs to be mentioned is, you know, they buried their teammate this week. You know, they want to Texas yeah. to bury their teammate, and you know, either you'll you'll see an incredible rally around that, or it 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 was a distraction this week. So, you know, I, I like regardless of that, I like Arizona State, but just whenever you have those interruptions before games, it's yeah, it can be awesome or terrible. Um, I, I like just Arizona State's skill and, and their offense, especially. I like uh, Jaden Daniels is looking better and better every week. Their running game is getting better and better, and their defense is, is playing pretty well. So with this being pretty much a pick em, uh, I, I will I will take Arizona State on the road. Uh, next one up, we have Army at Wisconsin. What do you got? Yeah. Don't watch this game. That's what <laughs> I got. Uh, uh, so I, I'm torn whether I want the under 42.5 or whether I want Army getting 14. Uh, but this game should move incredibly quick. I yep. mean, yep. Uh, first off, Army's defense, their 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 strength is absolutely against the run, uh, which obviously goes hand in hand with what Wisconsin kind of wants to do. And then Wisconsin's defense is stuffing the run all all year. So can Army can Army find ways to score? I, I just don't see it. So I think I'm going to lean 42 and a half for the under. Uh, to me, this is like a 17-10 kind of game, maybe a 21-10 kind of game, which is why I'm a little hesitant to take Army plus 14. But uh, in real life, I will probably play Army plus 14. But for, for this for this best bet, I'll, I'll go with under 42 and a half. I just I just don't see how both teams can get into the 20s. I don't see how either team can get you know into a 30-10 kind of situation. Uh, that this feels like if the first one to get to 20 will win. Uh, and which will probably be Wisconsin, uh, but uh, yeah, the under the under here. I mean, I feel like this under should be like thirty-eight. It, it seems just a little too high for me. I, I haven't looked. Do you know the status of uh, Graham Mertz coming into this game? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we actually maybe want him to play, but uh, it's, it's just to me. <laughs> to me, it's just all about the defenses here and their their strengths uh, mm-hmm. go against what Army wants to do and, and what Wisconsin wants to do. I guess maybe I want Mertz playing because uh, we'll maybe throw some picks. But actually, no, I don't want that if I want the under. I just want, you know, punning, yeah. punning, punning, and more punning. And I, I do think <laughs> we're going to see that. So just give me the under here, 42 and a half. I think it's a little too high. Uh, we got this Clemson. Be like a two-hour game. Like, dude, this, yeah. should, this game should be over by like 245. 
I, it was phenomenal. Theater. I had to do the Navy game last night, and they went on an 18-play drive to start the game, that, that or the their first drive that took up the entire first quarter. So I was working. Normally, I worked to like 11.30, 11.45 on those games. It was over at like 10.50. It was nice. phenomenal. I went to bed at a nice. reasonable time. Thank you, Navy. Uh, we Good got work. Clemson at Syracuse. This is always a tough game for Clemson for some reason. So what are you looking at here? I'll just another under for me. I okay. just I don't see how Syracuse is going to do much against this offense, and uh, Clemson's offense can't do anything all year. This is another one where I feel like the over under should be maybe like 42, 41. Uh, getting getting to my eyes, you're kind of getting a, an extra field goal from, compared to what it should be. So I'll keep it. I mean, it's really simple to me. I just don't see how Syracuse is going to be able to consistently move the ball. And until I see Clemson consistently move the ball, I mean, look. Look what they did with Boston College the other week, barely escaping from Boston College. I think Syracuse, or excuse me, I think Clemson's like 5-12 and 12 against the spread in their last uh, 16, 17 games, dating back from last year, which is a reason, of course, to play Syracuse. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll just – I'll roll with the under here. I was – this was kind of similar to the last one where I was going back and forth between taking the points with Syracuse or, or taking the over-under. Um, I just – how Syracuse going to get the 17 points? And until I see Clemson, you know, get well into the 20s, I just I, I can't bet it. So let's go under forty five. Ole Miss at Tennessee coming off the uh, near escape uh, was it yeah. last week from Arkansas. So what are you looking at in this game? Yeah, Arkansas went for two, right? And they yep. and they missed it. Uh, I think that's kind of what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to take Tennessee here, uh, oh. going against their old coach, getting three. Hayden Hendon is it Hayden Hooker? Hendon, Hendon Hooker. Hendon uh, Hooker. Since they made that move at quarterback, Tennessee's a good team. I, Tennessee against South Carolina, I had them last week in our best bets, and man, that was that was easy. I mean, they they romped through South Carolina. I think Lane coming back to uh, the Knoxville is going to have everybody pretty pumped up for this one. And you know, I, it's going to be a high scoring game, no doubt. But I just don't see how Old Miss is going to stop Tennessee. And you know, if I if I had to lean towards a defense right now, I would pretty I would kind of lean towards towards Tennessee. So I'll take the three in this one. I, I would say I'm I'm least. This is maybe the game I'm least confident about, if that makes sense. Uh, but just mm-hmm. just the more I read and um, you know, just people I follow, they 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 seem to like uh, the balls here. So I will roll with the balls too. Balls so it's three. not it's not the return of the Mac, but this is our Mac Spirit game. UAB yeah, right. at Southern Miss. What do you got here? UAB U- minus fifteen on the road. UAB just romps Conference USA teams yep. all the time. Yep. And I got so they're five and two against the spread in their last seven. Southern Miss hasn't covered a game all season. And oh now now Southern Miss is playing a walk on quarterback. There you go. <laughs> Enough said. I mean to me, like I, I would much rather have this game at minus fourteen than minus fifteen. But um, you know, I UAB, they've been they've been one of those teams, man, that uh have, have made a lot of people money over the last two years, especially when they're in conference play. You know, they 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 cover, man. They they're a yep. team that consistently wins uh i mean sharp betters play uab all the time so then when i kind of learned about southern miss playing a walk-on you know on the, i mean yeah it's on the road but hattiesburg mississippi you know it's, it's not beaver stadium or anything yeah. like that so uh i'll lay the 15 I, I don't love the number i wish it was a little bit lower i would love it to have it somewhere around 14 but uh i, I don't see walk-on quarterbacks uh pulling upsets against a uab team that should should potentially win conference usa so just a, a quick note on UAB if you're unfamiliar with them, and I, I think I've got this right. I, I, hope, I hope I do. Fish McWilliams, he was one of the nose tackles, number 90, that played for Auburn at Beaver Stadium that helped shut down Penn State's running attack. 
UAB guy who transferred uh, at the end of the oh, season. So they've got a lot. They they have some good players. They put a bunch of players in the NFL, uh, and by a bunch, I mean you know one or two a year that they put in the yeah. NFL that aren't not good. always, but yeah, yeah that are, that are solid contributors at the next level. So uh, there's a lot of talent in Alabama, I guess. So yeah, they just built a new stadium too. Good for them. I mean, you know, this was a team that wasn't even around. Was it like yep. three, four years ago? Like they shut down the program. Yep. They took a break for two years. And they come back, and, man, they've been excellent ever since. I mean, I think they won the conference their first year back or their second year back. So um, they're really on a roll, built a brand-new stadium. They're putting a lot of money into this program. And, uh, you know, that has nothing to do with this game, of course. But, uh, you know, let's let's roll with the Blazers on this one. So 15 is a bigger number, but I just don't see how Southern Miss is going to put up many points with this ball one. So let's recap. Uh, we've got the list here for Ryan Snyder's best bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, also add in Oklahoma State at Texas. Yeah. Texas minus four on this list because, as always, I'm just going to omit one every week now because I've been doing it, so make it <laughs> intentional. But here we go. Well, Here's the, uh, since you've been doing that, though, I'm two and three like every week. So, uh, you know, maybe you're the jinx. Pro- no, I'm probably. That wouldn't you surprise me. me. <laughs> I think it's actually more just my workload and I'm not being able to put as much time as this as I envisioned at the beginning of the year, but let's get right into it. Uh, Texas minus four. I just don't see how Oklahoma state uh, is going to be able to put up enough points here to, to stick with them. Mike Gundy doesn't want to shoot out and uh, Texas. That's all they do is shoot out. So give me, uh, give me the Longhorns minus the four at home. Purdue getting 11 and a half. Just a lot of little things here that over the years, Purdue's played them. Well, I was kind of in a, I don't know if it's a letdown spot, but after a really tough game last week and, uh, you know, that David Bell not not having Riley Moss against him, I, I think will be a really interesting matchup to watch. Give me Arizona State plus the one against Utah. Uh, just Jaden Daniels plus that run game. I think that's definitely the better matchup. I I, I know you like Utah's defense, but I'll, I'll, I'll roll with Arizona State here. And uh, their defense is playing pretty well, too. So uh, Army, Wisconsin, don't watch this game. Just bet the under. Clemson, <laughs> uh, Syracuse, so it's on Friday night. So I guess you can watch this game. I won't be. I'll be watching Phil Bichotti. But uh, it should be un- should be another under in that one. Uh, Tennessee, like I said, I'm, I'm just – paying attention to what some other people think and uh you know they're taking the balls plus three so i'm gonna i'm gonna trust some people that i trust i guess is the best way to put it and we'll, we'll go with uh, tennessee at home and then uab minus 15 versus backup quarterback uab makes a lot of people money hopefully they'll do it this weekend for me and uh that is our list today for ryan snyder's best bets that'll do it for this week on the bwi daily edition ryan thanks for so much for coming on the show now get over to philly and get to work okay enough horsing around i'm excited to see this kid man he's a great kid should be a nitty line here in the months ahead should be exciting uh, we'll be expecting a full report next week on that and we'll be excited to talk about it on the bwi daily edition next friday when ryan returns and of course you can hear him on the penn state football and recruiting podcast. I think that's what Greg calls it. Yeah. 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 I I don't know. I just just the recruiting podcast. I I missed about, I missed about six words in that title for sure. But I know that it is, (laughs) that's, that's the gist of it. Football and recruiting podcast with Greg Pickle and Ryan Snyder. So make sure you subscribe to that wherever you get your podcasts and to here on YouTube. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We will be back uh, this weekend. We're off. No live shows, but we'll be back on Monday for the BWI Daily Edition. We'll talk to you then.